Hello to all our dads out there and moms. You are listening to another episode of the Fade You podcast for Tuesday, November 16th, 2021. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Fade You Sports. And if you enjoy this episode of the show, which I think you will, then you better subscribe to the pod, support us that way. We love and appreciate all of that. My name is Matthew James, and this is episode 99 of the Fade You podcast. Boys, we are almost there. Neil, 99. Sounds kind of hot. It is hot. And I, th- I think I joined when we, we had my first show, I think was show 50. Okay. So which seems like eternity ago. So kudos to you guys for the first 50. And thanks for having me on for the last 50. It's been fun. Chris, uh, I mean, after this one, it's, it's 99 down episode a hundred later this week. And then uh, I don't know, let's do a hundred more and see what happens. Yeah, it's been awesome. We've had Kelly on, we've had Trent on, we've had a lot of guests, you know, uh, Adam Trigger, and uh, it's awesome that uh, you guys have a wonderful host uh, for number 100. I'm excited for the guests. Definitely. Great guests lined up for episode 100 a little bit later this week. We'll be recording that episode on Thursday and getting that posted, and then hopefully we can just continue to have cool people in the sports betting space on. Like Chris said, we had Kelly in Vegas on. A couple different times, we had Adam Trigger, Top Flight Sports on. We had uh, Trent, the fade god Trent, who's definitely not the fade god because we got our own guy. And we'll talk about him in a second. We had him on, and so it's all good. We hope to keep that going and give you guys more good content. So we would love to hear from the listeners. Hit us up in the DMs. Email the show at fadeupodcast at gmail.com. We want to know what you guys want to hear more of. Uh, what you like, who you like, who you never want us to have on again, whatever you want. So just let us know. Give us some feedback. We always appreciate that. Chris, you got to hand it to Dennis. I mean, you know, I, we tweeted about it this morning. His lifetime is 46%. 54% fading him. That will certainly pay the bills and uh, buy you some nice things. Now, he's been 41% the last 30 days. He's going to win bets eventually but we sure have enjoyed this run we haven't you know 54 percent's not always gonna pay the bills when you're only betting maybe a hundred but we just went over how much he fires we have thousands and thousands of plays which 54 percent over 2,000 plays is getting it done at a high rate obviously 65 units we're at our all-time high we just love to see it we want to get more i was hoping to be at 50 after he had a good run before Thanksgiving, I told you guys I had really, really high hopes to be at 65, uh, you know, a little over a week before Thanksgiving is uh, is great. You just love to see, you know, he had a brutal Sunday. Comes in on Monday Night Football, Neil, on, <laughs> on road, road fave chalk in a primetime game. <laughs> First quarter, first half full. Gets cute with the first half team total. Swing and a miss, Den. 0 for 4. Nice try. Swing and a miss. And I'm what I'm interested to see the correlation between time-wise. You know, we all saw the tweet Joe sent out where every single talking head on ESPN had Rams <laughs> and covering like handily. I'm wondering, 
Like, it'd be interesting to know the mindset of, like, did he see that and be like, yep, fire. God, it's it. – what, what is it, Chris? I mean, you, you talk about how he just – wasn't it Sunday night where he <laughs> asked you who was playing? He didn't even know who was playing Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I think he's messing with me. Maybe he was busy at work all day and just didn't look who the Sunday night teams were. But, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. And, uh, you know, like we said, we thought he would take the Chiefs. He's been on the Chiefs all year, lays off the Chiefs, goes for the over – and uh, next thing you know, he's what? So if he was, if he was four and thirteen, that means he's what? Four and seventeen his last twenty-one. Yeah. Ouch! Ouch! Fade Den is loving it. Fade Den is loving it. Yeah, that's that's not forty-six percent. That's not forty-one percent. That is that is way bad. So Dennis is in a horrible run right now. We'll see how he does on his maxion tonight. He's on two road faves in maxion. Chris, can you believe that? No, completely shocked when he sent me that. <laughs> Um, thought he would have been on the, the home dogs there. <laughs> yeah, no, not a chance. Speaking of so it's just amazing. Uh, the primetime road dogs this season in the NFL have just been crushing it, Chris. And it, it really does, when you look at the way Dennis bets, and he comes in on another road fave last night, and, and it obviously doesn't come through, the primetime dogs have been coming through a lot. But Dennis, he just we're halfway through the season. He hasn't caught on. And it's just a reminder that the public and people who bet like that, like you would think they would catch on to this stuff, but they just see the better team. They see the little minus and they just continue to fire the same way over and over and over again. And this is why there are new towers at casinos. I mean, Vegas absolutely destroyed in that one last night. Yeah. Yeah, man, and that's why they say it's uh, it's much it's much easier to lose it all than it is to win it all. When you're when it's bad, it's bad. When it's good, Vegas is really good because people are pissing. Yeah, what do you mean halfway through the season? Den's over halfway through his life and still hasn't figured it out. So <laughs> he never will. Um, you know, he's in his fifties, I think. He just just can't get over. And, and we talk about this with Joe. He has friends that we used to send him Dennis's picks and he, the guy would literally text him back. I'm sorry, but I can't take, I can't fade him on this one. So people like they, they act like it's like doing harm to so they act like it's like hitting an old woman. Like I, I just can't do it. It's like, yes, you can just click the box and fade. Like there's a reason Vegas makes these lines minus three and, and everyone goes, how are the Rams only minus three to, the, the Niners have lost 11 of 12 at home. Like they, they suck at home. This is free money. Just fade guys. Just click the box and fade. Kyle, do you want to give your, the, our, our Niners a shout out for how good we did last night? <laughs> our guys were in the ball. God damn it. It was hot. That 10 minute drive in the first quarter. I needed to wash my sheets after that drive. It was incredible and orgasmic and my question to you is why the fuck don't they do that all the time? Well, I think Shanahan has been fine on his first drives. It's just been setting everything up after it. And like you said, that 10 minute drive, what almost 15 plays. Oh. It, it, it was beautiful. Converting on third downs. He just had their number. It's been what Niner fans have been waiting for all year. And I think it's the third time, you know, we've kind of said it all year. Is this where we turn the corner? 
So easy schedule coming up, Jacksonville next, but we'll see. We'll see what they can do. They're starting to get healthy. It was, as a fan, it was great to see Jeff Wilson last night. And now, you know, Elijah Mitchell has a boo-boo on his finger. So we'll see if that limits him at all this, this week. So great to see as a fan, give us some false hope for that seven seed and, <laughs> you know, we'll stay tuned. So optimistic. Uh, I mean, it was an ask. Turned into you, man. <laughs> the Rams are the Rams are soft. I'm sorry. Our guy Lombardi said it last week after they got their ass kicked by the Titans. The Rams got pushed around last night. They're soft. They fall behind. It's over. Stafford, you know, he's tough, but he was not. He was not able to hang in there last night. So, Chris, here's where we caution people before everybody goes out after what they saw last night and puts the Niners in a teaser, because look at that, it's only six and a half in Jacksonville. Just, Chris, you're the one that says this all the time. You have to forget what you just saw. Weary, be careful. Absolutely, forget. Be careful. Again, Matt, you talk about the dog, you know, uh, the fave to dog, rolling the dog to fave. Here they are going from – Four, three, four point underdogs. Now it's a 10 point swing to six point faves. Um, you know, same thing with, uh, with a lot of the Titans. Be careful. They're going from a lot of dogs to now a huge double digit home division fave. Um, all these teams, you get, look at the, the Patriots going from baby home faves to now land a, a touchdown on the road. So all these, these lines that flip and get, get extremely inflated. Just be careful this week. We'll wrap up NFL with this and then we'll move on. And I really wanted to talk about college, but Neil, Chris touched on the Pats Thursday night football. This is a team off a blowout win at home against a team that suffered a humiliating blowout loss on the road. The look ahead is four. Now the line is seven. Is this just the overreaction special? You know, we had, we had some talk in the group chat, and I, I think from my from my point of view on this one, if this was anyone other than a guy named Bill Belichick, I would say absolutely it is. Um, but I think the the latest had you know the last four years, Belichick is four and zero, three and one ATS playing on Thursday nights. I mean, I think this is just sort of the classic you know, sort of matchup of Belichick going up against a rookie head coach. I, I personally want nothing to do with it. If it hadn't been Bill, Bill Belichick on the other side of the football, a hundred percent, but I think he would be the only guy in all of football that would, that would have me proceeding with caution um, and staying away in this matchup. Kyle, at the end of the day, it is still a rookie quarterback on a short week going on the road. Is there anything to that, or is that just – that doesn't matter? It doesn't look like it matters. I mean, I, I started following that trend and that that reasoning, and it just doesn't seem to matter. And it's Bill Belichick. And I, I guess I was wrong. We should have drafted Mac Jones because that guy looks like the next Tom freaking Brady. So my apologies. Um yeah, I, I mean, I'm pro- I'm fading myself, and I'm going to play the Patriots, but I'm also starting to question it. Like, is that the right side? Are they, are they this good? You know, f- winners of, what, four out of their last five, and they probably should have beat the Cowboys. So, I mean, this team's hot. 
uh, we knew their defense would be good, and their offense is now looking like it's starting to click. Uh, very reminiscent of what we saw with the Niners last night. Run the ball heavy, get the ball out quick, and play very physical defense. And Matt, if I could just jump in, once, once rookie quarterback stat, so I saw a stat, there have been five starts this year by rookie quarterbacks where they had a QBR of over 100, right? Mac Jones has all five of those starts. So we say rookie quarterback short week. I get that narrative too, but this has been the one guy who has looked anything but, you know, anything but like a rookie this season. Well, Chris, I have one thing to say. Two words. Last Thursday. How did it go for the road team laying the seven on the road against the disgusting Dolphins? But oh, yeah. This is, I, I know. I'm just saying, no, I, but I've been saying the Ravens have been overrated all season. Like, that's their fifth overtime game coming off that. It, it's just different to me. And, and But who knows, Chris? I'd love it if you say I told you so. Because, I mean, Falcons is definitely a, a smelly poop special. Chris, I was going to say, make the case for scum. Atlanta goes and just gets absolutely bent over by Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. And now they're tail between their legs. They're coming home on a short week. They're playing a team that just beat the shit out of the Browns. Make the case for scum. Yeah, I don't think uh, I, I'm not doing this because I think it's a wise thing. I just think it's what I do. I mean, I guess it's – I know Den's going to be – it's the other side there – I think that they're getting almost – it's inflate. you just said, Matt, it's inflated. I mean, how many times do we see these home teams play tough on Thursday? Like you said, a short week, travel, um, you know, helps them. And you know, how many times do we see – it, it seems like it's either a blowout for these Patriots teams or it's really close. We've seen them lose close to the Bucks, and, you know, lose close uh, to – what was it? Yeah, the – Well, they went to overtime against Dallas. Yeah, Dallas, and they should have won that game. So they lose, you know, when they're – I just don't see them – like last time, you know, I was all over the Texans when they were laying that touchdown against the disgusting Texans, and they barely snuck out of there with a win. So I can just see it being something like that. Of course, Bill Belichick's team's going to be ready to play. I just uh, don't necessarily see them going down and winning by 10 or 14, maybe by field goal or four or so. Well, we know who – you know who's going to be on. So I know what's I know what side we're gonna need. <laughs> Not hard to figure that one out. All right, Swing let's get bird. Yeah, let's go. Uh, this is the the silly Super Bowl revenge spot for I don't know how many guys are still on that Atlanta team from that Super Bowl. It was pretty funny when they were uh, in Dallas the other day. They were down twenty eight to three, and people were kind of <laughs> having some fun with that. So, oh Atlanta, God bless them. At least they had the Braves, right, Neil? At least they got the Braves to hold it, hang their hat on. That's there you go. All right, we'll come right back. We want to get to some college football. There's a lot of low-hanging fruit this week that, uh, speaking of you-know-who, Neil called it his dream weekend. So we'll touch on that here on the other side. All right, Neil, you said it earlier in the in the group text. You said this is Dennis's dream weekend with all these short numbers, all these ranked teams laying a little bit of points do you want to choose one and tell me what, what do you think is the, the, the biggest trap or smelly line or whatever you want to call it? 
Oh boy. If I had to pick what I feel would be the biggest trap for this weekend, uh, see the wake line is the, the wake for you got wake forest on the road at Clemson. They're laying that small short four. um, no, Clemson's four. Clemson's minus four. Yeah, Clemson's minus four. I, I think this one's probably going to be, I would say, Oklahoma, Iowa State. So <laughs> Oklahoma is a, is a four-point favorite at home as well. Iowa State's coming in. Iowa State unranked six and four versus Oklahoma nine and one. Oklahoma coming off their latest loss, uh, losing by 13 at Baylor. Um I think that's the one Iowa states, you know, I give, I have never understood all the Iowa state love that they've seemed to have had all the love that has been thrown Brock Purdy's way. I mean, it's a good story. They're Iowa state at the end of the day, they're just Iowa state and, you know, going seven and four, you know, eight and three for a season is phenomenal by Iowa state's, you know, standards. But I think their loss, you know, at Texas tech last week was probably maybe a little bit of a look ahead. They lost, you know, only, by a field goal um i think this is one i could see you know iowa state coming in and and taking oklahoma down now i mean oklahoma has 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 had so many close games that they've been you know barely able to skate by i think this is one that they overlook chris that's a that's a dangle the carrot special right there that's 9 a.m that's dennis's slot where he's gonna wake up at whenever he wakes up and send you that text at about 8.09 8.09 a.m. And, and you know OU first half and full is going to be on that card. Oh, yeah, that caught my eye, too. That's a good one, Neil. Uh, don't talk about my Cyclones like that, though, okay? They, <laughs> they get it done when they need to get it done. Hopefully they do this week because, yeah, minus four. Uh, they do they do play these teams tough, Play uh, seem to play OSU tough and OU and uh, Baylor, all these teams tough. So, yeah, can't wait for that one. Hey, Mark, you like the Big Ten. You follow the Big Ten a lot. you think there's any way Sparty keeps it respectable against Ohio State? Uh, I mean, they could. They have a very good, very good running attack. So Ken- it, it Kenneth all... Walker has, has been a dad for us a couple times yeah, this mean, season. That's where it comes down to. But Ohio State, you know, they're rounded in the form. Their only blemish is against Oregon, who, <laughs> you know, that, that – that's honestly my biggest trap. You know, you look at that game and you're like, holy shoot, Oregon plus three. Like that makes everybody kind of want to jump on Oregon. But I mean, we've talked about it before. Utah is so tough to play in and everyone is kind of counted Utah out. You know, they started what? Oh, and two, one and three, something like that. They had the tragedy with one of their players and now they're seven and three think they've cracked the top 25 and I, I I think they're the better team and people are going to see that plus three on Oregon is the number three team in the nation and probably jump all over that so I love I love Utah minus three this week at home because just being an SU fan I've I've seen all too well what it what it is to go into that school with a 10-point fourth-quarter lead just to watch all your dreams shatter right beneath you. Chris, you must have shit your pants when you saw that line. You're going to give all the dens of the world the number three team in the nation, and they're getting points? 
getting points against a team that can't even beat the Beavers from Oregon State? I mean, <laughs> come on. I mean, they can't even beat the Moes? Yeah, so it, that, that was going to be one of the stinkiest, the, the old fave versus fave and the better fave, the team they just saw. You know, they've dismantled, went into Washington and won easily. They went into <clears> – <throat> just went into Washington state or they host them, beat them up bad. And actually Utah looked bad last week. Didn't they only escape with like a seven, eight point win against lowly Arizona as like 20 something point faves. So yeah, that uh, just plays right into what we say. Forget what you saw last week. Give us the, uh, the team that Den won't be on. Yeah. I, I can't see a situation where he wouldn't be on ducks. No way. Chris, how about that wake Clemson line? Neil brought it up earlier. That's another one where you had to, you had to do a double take when you saw that one. You see top 10 Wake Forest is getting points against unranked Clemson. I know Clemson's Clemson, and they've got the pedigree, but they just they haven't quite had it this season. But, man, how bad does that one smell? Yeah, we talk about trusting the line. I mean, you have to trust Vegas is doing their job. These bookmakers, they, they know what they're doing. And that's why we're able to take poop and scum and not take the bait. Den takes it. We don't. We go against it. We say, you know what? Vegas knows more than we do. Um, and so I don't know if Clemson might have got some people back from injury because they keep respecting them and keep making them favorites. Um, you know, so it's going to be great because people are going to see how good Wake has been playing and go, this Clemson offense sucks. Give me all the points. And, uh, we know, like you said, Clemson's tough. Don't they still technically have a way to make the ACC championship game by beating Wake or something? I you thought probably I could. Because Clemson's seven and three. Wake has one conference loss. So I know Clemson has that one loss against Georgia. So if they beat Wake here, then they're both technically only have two losses in conference and they had they'd have the head dead. So yeah. Right. So, yeah, they're going to be hungry to, to do that, to get back there. So, yeah, go. Chris, I want to ask you about one more. And then I heard Neil has his favorite college football play of the season. So, Chris, I love it. One more. Gonna... <laughs> I can't wait. One <laughs> more that smells, Chris. Baylor upsets Oklahoma. And everybody loves them now. They storm the field, and they are going to unranked Bill Snyder Family Stadium, and they're a pick 'em against Kansas State. What in the absolute fuck? Holy crap! That is a that is a poop special, huh? Unbelievable! You love to see those where you, the, the normal public just looks at that and goes, "Like what?" Like. And a snap call, Baylor, uh, not so fast. We know what happens when these teams give it their all. It was it was a slugfest against OU. I mean, every time I feel like I looked at the, the – I think I was working, I looked and I saw interception or fumble, and, and just back and forth, they went down the field. So that takes a lot out of the teams, these college kids. So, yeah, let's go. Go, okay, you go, Kelly in Vegas. You're I was going to say, you got to – you got to text Kelly and just ask her, Hey, how, how excited are you going to be when Den comes in on Baylor on Saturday? Cause that's, I'd be shocked if he doesn't fire that. I mean, you're right. The general public is going to see that and say, wait a sec, Baylor just upset OU. And now they're, they're just a pick them. I don't even have to lay points. Like I'll take that all day. That's, 
That's what the dens of the world are going to think. That's what they're going to do. We're going to look the other way. Wildcats. All right, Neil. Your college football play of the year. Is that what I'm hearing? Play of the year. I, I like this. This is my favorite one. Kyle, put your camera a little further down. I want to see your erection after I, as I start talking here. But last <laughs> pod, I, and I, want to, I want to trickle back to last pod. Matt, you asked Kyle the question, and I didn't join the last college football pod, but, you know, Matt asked Kyle the question, you know, what does making a bowl game mean for certain teams? And how much, you know, are we going to put to motivation for some of these guys who are, you know, sitting right on the cusp? You know, maybe they need to win one of their last two. Maybe they need to win both. Um, and I got a game, and I think Kyle, you know, Kyle was right in, you know, talking about certain teams. And he, of course, you know, brought up USC that, you know, USC doesn't play, you don't go to USC to play, you know, in the Idaho Potato Bowl. You know, that's, that's not fun um, if you go to, to USC. But the game I got is West Virginia is at home. They are laying two and a half points and welcoming the Texas Longhorns. Texas, <laughs> and I get. Texas, we talked about it on Monday, to Texas lost to Kansas in overtime, right? So you think this isn't the NFL where it's, you know, forget what you just saw. Texas has lost five in a row. Both teams come into this game four and six. Both teams need to win the next two games in order to be bowl eligible. To Kyle's point and to the, the point that I think Kyle was trying to make, and I remember listening to the pod, like wanting to scream into the microphone, like at, at you guys saying some teams that really does matter, right? A team like West Virginia, like a kid who goes to West Virginia really just wants to make any bowl game. They don't care where it is. Like send me to a bowl, get me the fuck out of West Virginia for a week. Right. I, it doesn't matter where I have to go. West Virginia has a clear path. They have to win two games. They have to beat Texas and then they get to go to Kansas next week. So they have a clear path to get to a bowl game and to get to six and six whereas Texas has lost five games in a row. You just lost at home to Kansas. You're four and six. You'd have to win both also. Like, to me, the motivation factor, I have, I've already hammered West Virginia minus the two and a half. I really think this is a game where if you see West Virginia get up by like 14 points in the second quarter, you live bet the shit out of West Virginia because I think Texas can completely lay over, whereas for West Virginia, like, you go to West Virginia to host Texas, right? That is, this is your game. You want the Longhorns coming into your stadium, the, you know, the, the rivals of the big 12, this is the game you want to have. And for Texas, what are they doing? What are they doing? Right. It's a lot like USC. What's USC doing? I, I don't know what Texas is doing. I don't know what Texas is playing for. West Virginia to me is playing for everything. They would love to get themselves to a bowl game. Give me the Mountaineers. <laughs> Okay, I was gonna say. I so who, so who the fuck are we on? Okay, good. Mountaineer cock, it is. So Kyle, what cock. do you what do you think? You think your boy Sark can uh, can get those boys, those fuckers from Texas, all fired up to avenge their loss to lowly Kansas? You think they have it in them? Kidding me? Sark's gonna go get drunk with the coeds before the game. <laughs> Things just don't change. What else is there to do in West Virginia? I mean, Neil Neil makes a. A very good point on that. It's just, didn't you hear Texas is back? I mean, yeah. I, I like the, <laughs> I like the side. It's, it's just a definite. Wow, wow for me. Um, <laughs> I, I, I probably can't touch the game, but I, I will be cheering for you hard, Neil. 
Kyle, you weren't on, you weren't able to make yesterday's pod when we talked about Kansas beating Texas in Austin. Yeah. When you saw that result, I want to know what crossed your mind. I laughed my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I texted you guys just to be like, oh my, because somehow it took five minutes and I was, you know, helping my in laws with the show and I was just like, no one's noticed this yet. I'm just like, guys, Kansas just beat UT. <laughs> It was just, it, to me, it was just so funny. Like, you know, but it's, it, I mean, I just hate talking about Texas, but, like, it's not like it's the same team, same anybody that, you know, beat beat the Trojans 16 years ago. So, you know, it's whatever at this point. But, it, you know, it was still funny as hell for me to have that little bit of embarrassment for them. Oh, just too good. Too good that it was in Texas, so that made it so much better. My brother was at a, a wedding in Austin on Sunday, and he said there were a lot of people in a not very good mood, so you love to see it. Fuck those guys. All right, let's let's uh, let's just end the show with a little bit of college basketball. Chris, you wanted to talk about early season college hoops. I mean, the numbers next to the team names, the rankings at this point, how little do they mean? Uh, pretty much mirrors uh, college football. We said this a while ago, guys, the rankings should not be out until end of September, October, even let them play for four to six weeks. Um, you know, uh, same thing with these teams. How many times have we seen uh, go down already? Uh, we saw top 10 Illinois lose to Marquette outright last night. Um, and so here we go tonight with a couple ranked teams hosting unranked Michigan at Seton Hall. Um, we'll see though. Uh, Dan hasn't weighed too much in. I think he played Duke early on. Of course, Duke was higher ranked than, uh, Kentucky. So he took them and he hasn't weighed too much, but just caution, uh, let the, let the season play out, get a feel for these teams, these unranked teams that might be pretty decent that have a lot of value where the lines are inflated, just like we do with college football. Kyle, you want to piggyback off that at all and just talk about how meaningless these rankings are at this stage and how really that just becomes a trap for people to see, oh, they're ranked. They must be good. And I'm going to bet them and not so fast. Yeah, I mean, this this is probably why you and I like that system. I somehow fell into where it really just finds line value, like because it's so easy just to bet with emotion. And I mean, we see it year in and year out where Kentucky or somebody is, you know, top 10 and they just fall down the charts. You know, a lot of these teams just have these one and done players. And that's the case for most of these top 20 schools. So there's not that much camaraderie yet. They don't know each other as well. And maybe they squeak by with wins, but when you have these inflated numbers, kind of like, Neil with his Charleston play tonight, which I think is a good play. Um, you know, just 12 points is, it's just a lot to lay on the road in the first week of the season. So there's just, you know, tidbits like that. Cause I, I guarantee you half the people who are betting UNC tonight probably think Roy Williams is still the head coach. And that's, that just tells you everything you need to know about why the public loses. That's, that's a great point. It's exactly right. Chris, you were talking earlier in our chat about 
UCLA and Gonzaga, no cover last night. Like, watch out. Yeah, watch out. These, you know, I think Gonzaga has only covered that one against Texas. They were 40 game one against Dixie. They only won by like, or 49, and they won by 40. And then last night, land 39 and a half and won by like 30. So, yeah, when it gets inflated, just just because they have a number doesn't mean they're just going to absolutely demolish teams. I mean, look at Ohio State the first game of the year. I think they were laying, what, 18 against Akron, and they freaking barely snuck out with a one-point win, and everyone probably saw, how is this possible? They're number 18 in the nation. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, good shit. We'll, we'll obviously get more to college basketball as the season goes on, but, yeah, just make sure you are cautious out there with betting college hoops this early. The rankings don't mean shit. Neil, nobody knows shit. Nobody knows shit, and – We'll hopefully continue to learn that learn that lesson, Maddie. In a couple of days, we will. All right. That is our show. Look forward to episode 100 later this week. It's going to be awesome. We may still do another NFL preview later in the week as well. That'll be 101. Chris, just remind everybody, sometimes what happens when you bet on poop? You get a poopy result, baby. Stay poopy, though, folks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is Fade You.